0: I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's and I can't wait for you to see what I choose.
1: Shop at Macy's
0: dot com slash own your style.
2: The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention.
0: So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuerto
3: Hey, Bethany, what's going on?
0: We can't hear you. We you can we oh, can you hear okay, no. On, we, I mean... we can hear you. You can't hear us.
3: Correct. I cannot hear you. Um, let me find out. But now. I heard.
0: What do you, I want to know? What you're eating.
3: Oh, what I'm eating. I'm eating my Alyssa's Healthy Cookies. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Hi, this is Just Be with Bethany Frankel, and I am so excited to share the first episode of my new podcast with you. I kind of wanted to start out by talking about why I'm doing a podcast. There are so many podcasts out there. I'm sure it's hard to even keep up. And I had a brief stint on the radio, and I will get into why that didn't work, because it's a very—I don't know if you'll think it's a funny story, but it involves me throwing a drink on someone during a Coldplay concert who was blocking the audience, and she may or may not have been married to Gary Cohn, who was working for Donald Trump— who and he, her husband, may or may not have been the person doing the r- first round of funding for Sirius Radio, where the show was. She may or may not have been sitting in a group of women with sequin tops on and large diamond earrings blocking the audience. And I may or may not have thrown orange juice on her. And then my podcast, I mean, sorry, then my radio show, which was in negotiations to be on pretty much every day. Sort of dissolved. So, anyway, I digress. We can get into that story on another day and many others. But the reason I'm doing a podcast is because even when I'm on reality TV, there is an editing process. It doesn't mean that it's not real what you've seen. It just means that there's a narrative that is not necessarily what I'm trying to portray. It may be about my relationship to other people or my work or my dating or something that someone else is controlling. And when I write books, they usually have just one topic that we're talking about and it's, you know, easily a year before it gets published and it's just, it's it's still, it's, it's the written word. It's not verbal. And so a podcast for me, I've just felt like I need a place to vent, to rant, to discuss, to educate, to learn, to be sort of just to have fun, to just kind of get into it. Honestly, I don't think people are going to like everything I have to say nor agree with me, but I'm excited to have this medium to talk about What I want to talk about or just things that I think in my head that I know would be wrong to say, but like I'm thinking in my head. So someone else has to be thinking it. One of you is thinking the things that I'm thinking about every day. And the truth is because of social media, everything's out there. And this is a scarier time for a person like me who's so opinionated and polarizing to do this, so let's go. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna do anything interesting by cowering and being nervous to to say how I really feel. So this is what that's going to be. It's going to be not about just what I feel, but I wanna have people on here that wanna be in a real conversation. But I'm not just gonna ask them, how do you balance your work and home life? Like, I'm not asking... Things that you've heard already that are just regurgitated nonsense. It's not just for people to come on here and promote a book. I want to hear what they think about different things. I want to hear what moguls and people who are self-made, people who have started from the bottom, now they're here, what they think, what they do, what they eat, how they live, and how their minds work. I want to get inside people's minds and have kind different kinds of conversations, positive and negative. Let's see what happens. I literally am going to go through this with you, so we'll figure it out together. But I'm excited and I'm just into it. So let's get into it. So today we're going to talk with Mark Cuban, who I really do respect and admire and adore. He's just fun. He's half a dick. He's just smart, brilliant, opinionated. He's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He's a Shark Tank host. He's the Shark Tank host. So you could tell them all, piss them all off. I don't care. He is the main guy to me. Mark and I are going to talk about how people become a success, whether it's through hard work and dedication or devouring and analyzing all the information you can. And let me tell you, Mark is an expert at devouring information. We'll talk about how we raise our kids, the reality of being a public figure on Twitter. And Mark is going to share a story about President Trump that I don't think he was even expecting to talk about. So here it is, guys, my conversation with Mark Cuban. Overall, I have really, really invested in this podcast in a way that I don't with other things. I'm a wing it kind of person. But with this podcast, because I'm talking to serious people who their time is so valuable, I take time to just prepare and think about who they are and what makes them tick. And I'm just honored to say that Mark Cuban, who I'm friends with, is a guest on today's podcast. So welcome, Mark Cuban.
3: Thanks for having me on, Bethany. I'm excited to be here.
0: Thank you. I really mean it. I know your time is so valuable. You wake up what, five o'clock in the morning?
3: No, no, but my time is your time, Bethany. You already know that. You've always known that. So whatever you need.
0: I can say I know a lot of smart people and I the way that your mind works is so fascinating. And that's one of the things that throughout this conversation I want to get into because you definitely tick in a different way. You're you have a different clock. I know about a tenth of what you know about in business and that's not that's not me just like fishing that's truthfully what i really think because you have so much data and so much information and you do so much research you are always woke about every aspect of politics business sports like you're just you devour information i know that about yeah, you yeah
3: no i love to read i mean that that's the absolute truth i mean part of what also has worked for me is i learned early on you know i got fired from a, a company selling software and i started my own company and what i learned very quickly was that You know, all this information is available to everybody, but very few people actually put in the time to learn it or to to, to understand it. And that just became a habit for me. You know, whether it's reading about businesses, companies, stock market, market, technology, politics, whatever it may be, I just tried, you know, two, three, four hours a day. I'm reading and learning and and trying to stay ahead and get ahead and, and keep up.
0: That's fascinating. So, for you, you're saying devouring information, which I don't do as much as you do. I do. My boyfriend does it as much as you do. And I love to be around people like you because you're the type of person that would like, I could call and you would just send me this information or tell me something or just like crystallize something into something so simple. We were on Shark Tank and we were looking at this pillow company that I was obsessed with because it was playing sleeping music through the pillow. And you were like, you you go, so you like the fucking pillow. Buy a pillow for $150. You do have to buy the company. And it was just so like, just something that like a dad figure who knows everything no. and who's read everything <laughs> would <not>. say. <laughs> you were like, buy the fucking, I'll buy you the pillow. So what I want to say though is the same way that you say reading all that information, I always say... It's not about bells and whistles. It's not about filters. It's not about Instagram. It's not about bullshit. It's about hard work. You yep. be Michael Phelps. You get to that wall. You don't look to the left or the right. You swim. You work. You don't think about what everyone else is doing. You do what you're doing and you have conviction and you work yeah, it, hard. No,
3: it, it's a great point, Beth, Bethany, because a lot of people always, I'm sure they do the same thing with you. Well, what business should I start? And I'm like, well, if you don't know, you know no right. one's going to tell you. You have to do the work. You know, or will you mentor me and help me? No, you've got to do the work. You've got to learn because one of the greatest assets you can have in, in anything that you do is being excited about learning because the only constant in this life is change. I mean, look at what we're going through right now. And that change, you know, hopefully we get past the virus and I think we will. But there's, just, there's going to be new things that come down and, and you've really got you can't just be ignorant to it all. You, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to put in the time to learn.
0: Well, yes, but I think so many people are thinking of this as a horrible time, which it is because obviously, you know, unemployment's never been at these numbers and people are just, it's upside down. If you held, if you happen to have an online education program that you were working on, you're, you're, you're crushing the game. And if you happen to own commercial real estate, you're fucked. But right. what that does is that makes this a whole different playing field. Like some people can just literally start from scratch because a lot of people are just bottomed out and rock bottom. So let's get scrapped. Yeah,
3: I, I agree 100%. You know, because, you know, traditionally, typically, when you start a company, you're competing with a bunch of big companies that have a huge advantage financially, experience-wise, base wise But now, because of COVID and because of the social unrest, because of everything that's happened together with that, and all the, the tragedy comes with it, you know, the big companies don't... They're trying to figure out just how to stay in business. They're trying to figure out, you know... What am I going to do next? They're trying to figure out how to deal with the social change that's occurring. But if you're starting from scratch, you don't have those legacy problems that have to address.
0: It's fascinating what you're saying because it's true. I haven't thought – I know that intellectually, but I haven't really thought about the big business. Those are big cruise ships you're trying to move, ocean liners. At, like They're just trying to stay on the water, and the, 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 the other small companies are nimble. They're sports cars. They can exactly. move and navigate. So that's interesting. I like You know, that.
3: They, they don't have capital. They don't have anything, but their piss and vinegar and hard work, and that starts small and just takes off. I tell people, you know, we're when we look back in 20 years – there are going to be 10, 20, 50, 100 world-changing companies that were created right now because yes. people had a vision for the future and what it should be like. Same. You know, we, we've seen that happen so many times. You know, look at social media. Facebook didn't exist, and then it did. Snapchat had an angle, right? All, all of the big apps, you know, are relatively recent, but, you know, one day they didn't exist. You know, mobile computing came along, and the, you know, mobile networking came along. They took advantage of apps and boom, they became huge companies. And we're going to look back and say, okay, you know, there was this business reset in 2020 and there were a bunch of kids that came out and said, I have a better idea. Let's go in that direction. And it worked. That's really interesting.
4: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
5: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
0: Okay, so Mark, it's 2020. You have $5,000. You have nothing. And... You're not worried about. You don't have family. You're just you out as an right. entrepreneur. What are you doing with the? What are you doing tomorrow? What are you? What are you doing?
3: So I wouldn't even need the five thousand dollars. I'd get a job, right? I don't care what the job is. I don't care if it's a bartending job. I don't care if it's sweeping floors. I don't care if it's working at McDonald's, but I get a I get a job, and then from there I go to work trying to start a company. You know, it's probably going to be an online company. It's probably going to be involving Amazon Alexa and writing voice scripts. And just geeking out and helping people with ambient voice, because with all the COVID and everything, I think a lot of people are going to gear towards touch free environments. And that's when Amazon Alexa, Google Home, Microsoft Cortana do. So get any job and then the rest of the day, bust my ass to become an expert and, and sell um, a company built around ambient voice.
0: All right. Perfect. So, but you're basically saying old school, get off your ass, go to go work, go make some money, figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Pay your bills. Pay your, yeah. And I think there's this, we, we have an entitled vibe with people now, an entitled sort of mentality now, because that's one thing about social media and, all these influencers that I don't love for our kids because they are watching people who are 15 years old making money just for like, you know, showing their asses and pictures. And right. I, there's not a right. lot of showing like just hard work in young people anymore. There's not a lot of showing. Yeah, that.
3: But, you know, it's all different though. Right. I mean, look, if, if we were, if, if I was 22 and broke, you know, maybe I would go the social media route. You see if it works. And if it doesn't, I wouldn't stop there. So I'm not saying don't do it. That like my 10 year old son's a perfect example He streams, right? He streams his games. He gets four users. (laughs) Four users. But he just keeps on going back for more. Now, what what I really get jazzed about when he does it isn't how many users he gets because he's 10 – but all the work he's got to do to figure out all these platforms, streamable, right? O- you know, open broadcasting system. So he's not like saying to me, "Dad, would you do this work for me?" He's figuring it all out by himself and with his friends. And to me, that's impressive. And, I love that. You know, even if it, you know, he doesn't make any money from this. He just the fact that he's learning how to solve his own technical problems is huge.
0: I love that, and it's funny that you know you have a ten-year-old. I have a ten-year-old daughter. And they don't want us to help them. They want to do it on their own because they know that we have influence and power to get things done. It's nice to see that. How do you raise rich kids? Like, how do you do it? I mean, I have my own philosophy. So how do you do it? Like, you're not going to be like, you want to go on vacations and you have a plane. And so you're not going to just be like, you guys walk, I'm flying, you know, because, <laughs> I, because I worked so hard. And, you know, my, my personal thing is, If you're a nice person and you're a good person and you're, you know, the world is your oyster. If you're, you just have to be a good, nice person. Otherwise, no, I agree. I agree.
3: Yeah. Because we try to, you know, you try to set an example. Your kids watch how you treat people. And so that's part one. Part two. Yeah. I mean, look, we've got a plane. We've got houses all over the place. So they know they're spoiled at that level. But my wife and I try to keep it as normal as possible the rest of the way. You know, trying to talk to them like adults, trying to you know, convey to them that, you know, this is a dangerous time. Look, 16-year-old daughter, that is hard. Yes. You know, she the, the minute she turned 15, my wife and I got really stupid <laughs> and just trying to convey, you know, the importance of some of these things and getting it to resonate. And she's smart. She gets great grades and everything, but she's also very social and she wants to, you know, blaze her own path and she'll try to figure out things on her own. And so we we just try to encourage her to to – keep on learning and be respectful of everybody. But, you know, it, it's definitely hard. I mean, it, first world problems for sure, but...
0: We're doing the best we can, but we put it in the oven and we hope that <laughs> the recipe turns out great. But I Amen. will say this. I've been to your house. I've been to your... You had a milestone birthday party. It was a major party and Stevie Wonder was performing and the Chain Smokers performed. And it was an elaborate, amazing, gorgeous tent with all these... Uh, basketball players and what I remember is you walking around in a t-shirt like any t-shirt that I would wear like that I would I don't even wear that t-shirt it's like a random nothing weekend t-shirt holding a yep. bottle of like boons like some crappy no, mad, liquor. Dog 2020.
3: mad dog 2020 okay
0: you were holding a bottle of like crappy 7-eleven high school in Florida liquor that would probably was yep. four dollars And like no one was watching. There wasn't any like cameras or anything was your, you were really living your life. And I watched you walking around just hugging people like a big kid with that crappy liquor with your t-shirt on (laughs) hugging your family, dancing like a nice dork that just happened to be surrounded by all like a handsome dork successful. But you didn't, wouldn't know that in that moment you didn't even, it didn't even seem like it was necessarily your party. You were just hanging out, like talking to everyone. And it made me so happy because you definitely are real and down to earth. And, when people see you, I'm sure they're very intimidated. I'm sure some people think you're a dick because you're opinionated and you're so polarizing. But I just said i I just that was my entire takeaway about the entire party. You were just so down to earth, and you just are someone who happened to make a lot of money, but you would have been living this exact way if you were in a one- bedroom apartment
3: pretty much. yeah. I mean, I was happy when I was broke, um, enjoyed my life. um and when you know, what I found is when you know, and you've been around a lot of people that have made money too. and you know, if they were happy before they made money, they were happier when they made money. If they were miserable before they made money, they're just more miserable and miserable in a different way after they made money. So you know, true. My, my, my friends from high school, from college were all there, you know, from Shark Tank and the Mavs. And it was just so cool. Now, unfortunately, I don't remember half the night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do.
3: <laughs> That's the downside of Mad Dog 2020 and Tito's Vodka. But um yeah, it w- it was an amazing night. I'm so glad you were there. And yeah, that was that was me and my element. And, and my kids were there too. That was the first time and the only time really they've ever seen me drink or drunk. So I, I told them in advance that this is not how daddy usually is, but at least not anymore. <laughs> um so it's you know, not it's, how you, you are you might be a little surprised.
0: It's not how you are. When I go to LA and I've done Shark Tank at the hotel. People are social. People from the show are socializing at the bar, you know, wheeling and dealing, and you're in your cutoff workout shirt, eating some sort of lean protein in, in the <laughs> restaurant where everybody else is. But you're by yourself, and you're like, go straight to the gym, and then go to bed. And I, I think people like to hear that that people who are successful are oh, really I can go
3: hard. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean, but over time, you know, you know, it's just harder to go out now. The more visible and. Um, the more recognizable you are, the harder it is. But back before anybody knew who I was, you know, it, it was a different beast, but things change.
0: Same. Well, I'm 90% homebody, 10% lunatic. And when that 10% comes, no one knows it's coming. And it's like, <laughs> get out of the way.
3: Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
4: Snag a job is where America goes to hire
6: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit
4: Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So, don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: So, I mentioned this earlier, but I want to come back to it. Do you think you're polarizing?
3: You know, it it really depends on the circumstances and context. And so on social media, yes, because I don't give a fuck, right? I'll say what's on my mind and what I think is right. But that's what Twitter's for. I I like to go on Twitter and say things that I know will upset people because I want to see the response. And particularly now, over the last four years, things have become so partisan that whatever side you're on, everybody else is going to hate you.
0: Here's the thing that's crazy. One side of the world everybody's free and freedom of speech and everyone should be allowed to be who they are and you say something about any issue whether it's political or even just what you feel about someone's hair you know or what someone's choice for business or the name of their company and you get trolled you always
3: have to remind yourself that that twitter is not real world you know instagram comments youtube comments are not real world that's where people get all kinds of courage exactly and the 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 funniest part is on twitter in particular When you look at the people that talk shit to you, they never have their picture or real name ever. 99% of them are are just random pictures or avatars or whatever. Because then, you know, and that just tells you they're not there really to, to voice an opinion. They're just there to talk shit.
0: Yes, but at times I do enjoy the medium because it's like a forum for people to express their opinion. I mean, people talking to each other and getting into arguments with each other. Sometimes I like to sit back and just watch it because you're getting a bird's-eye view into different perspectives. Exactly.
3: There, there was a sports writer in Dallas, Randy Galloway, and he always used to talk about checking your whole card, right? Things you think you know and things you think you believe in, but unless you have somebody else question them, where yes. you open them up to questioning, you don't really know. And so you always want to have people question you and, and check your whole cart. And that's what I like to do all the time,
0: I agree. And sometimes Instagram, Twitter, etc., they can be the place to do it when everyone's not yelling at each other and bullying. I I can't handle the negativity and the bullying. And I can't deal with the people that are afraid. I mean, there's so many celebrities right now who are just terrified to say anything.
3: Yeah, but there's sometimes, you know, we do get afraid every now and then to do certain things, right? Because for most people, a tweet is just a tweet. For us, it's not, right? When you have a big enough following, you know you know that there a it's going to be picked up as a headline and when that headline is getting picked up half the half the articles are going to be taken out of context b you know there's there's trolling which is fine like you said people battling each other whatever and then there's organized trolling you know where all of a sudden you're going to get a million your mentions are going to have a million you know replies and you and you can't even use twitter or you know, your inbox, your email inbox, or whatever, your phone number is going to find its way out. So there's different things. And so, okay, there's different ways. But generally, like, if it's just normal topics, I'm the same as you fuck it, right? I'll say whatever's on my mind. And I kind of like the battle. And I want to engage, you know, and and let's just go.
0: Yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm the same way. And not too long ago, you actually had a short Twitter feud with Ted Cruz. Do you know him personally? No. Have you met him personally? No. You've never met him So once.
3: the only the only connection I had to him was during the 2016 primaries, I came out and said something positive about Trump. And I said I was an ABC guy, anybody but Cruz. And his office sent me an email saying he'd like to get together. And I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll get together with him. I don't care. You, you know. And then they sent back a suggested time. And it was like, what about the Sunday night? I'm like, dude, that's Valentine's Day. and and, and he's like well why don't you bring your wife over and you can have dinner with ted i'm like i'm not gonna bring my wife over to have dinner with ted cruz on valentine's day you know so that was my only exposure experience with him
0: if you saw him in person would you laugh it off would you both shrug it off yeah i wouldn't
3: care like yeah it's not personal right it's twitter
0: it's not personal it's twitter that's a good tagline that's funny and then did you know Trump in another life? Yeah, absolutely. Like, assume... I've known
3: Trump for almost 20 years.
0: Because I would see him wanting your approval. Like someone like you is his kind of person. You're in sports. You're wealthy. Yeah,
3: no question. You're a
0: gangster. So what would happen if you saw him? Like what would happen if you saw him?
3: Well, I was in the White House last year, right? And I, okay. I, didn't, I didn't know how he'd respond to me. I was there talking about a health care project I was working on with Jared Kushner. And, and Jared's like, well, the boss wants to see you in the Oval Office. I'm like, okay, kind of surprised. And I walk in, he goes, hey, Mark. And that, that's who Donald is. You know, Donald is what what can you, what can you do for me now? And right. that's my whole relationship over 20 years. It's been, you know, we're having a feud, but then he thinks I can help him. And if you say something nice, you're his best friend. And do you mind working yeah. with him? And that's just who he is. And look, personally, I don't have a problem with the guy. Now, professionally, as the president, I think he's an idiot. You know, I've never thought he was smart in talking to him, but I know a lot of smart people that I can be friends with. But just a, one quick antidote. So I was in there for that meeting and it was 20 minutes. We talked about a bunch of things and, you know, how he is. He just jumps from topic to topic, you know, just randomly and went through all that. And as I get up to leave, I was wearing one of the um, Tom Ford suits that I wear in Shark Tank. And he, he, he goes, Mark. And I turn around. And I go, Yeah. Goes, you look good in that suit. <laughs> Have you been working out? <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> That's hysterical. All of a sudden, Trump's wearing Tom Ford suits. That's hysterical. What percentage do you think he's lucky, and what percentage do you think he's smart?
3: I, I, I think it's zero percent. Well, I shouldn't say zero percent smart. Um, he's, he, you know, he's got a, a good skill set on picking properties. I'll give him that. You know, with Trump, the Bond with Teller building turning into Trump Tower, um, the Grand Hyatt. Um, now, you know, most of those buildings were while his dad was still alive. I don't know if you had a chance to read the Mary Trump book. I just finished it. It's incredible.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going to read she it. He doesn't
3: even rip him. She didn't, doesn't even rip him nearly as much as you, you might expect. Just give some some, feet, some hindsight and some, some backstory. And, you know, while his dad, if you look at all his biz, biggest successes, you know, in terms of building, they were while his dad was alive. And his right. dad was great at building. Great, and you know Donald was smart enough to use that as a resource and let his dad handle the things he didn't know. But everything since then, you you can't really point to a lot of successes other than maybe you know the the post office um, hotel,
0: and maybe the pre- maybe getting into the to the White House. Well, I don't think we planned
3: on that. <laughs> I, I don't think that was one of the successes. I, I think that was an accident. I, I don't think everything that you know, even when I talked to him, like I came out when he first started to run. I said donald trump was one of the best things ever to happen to politics because he speaks his mind he basically i basically said he doesn't give a fuck right he's not a politician and I, I had no inkling that he might win and so we would talk all the time after i said that because i was i was you know supporting him you know because again i didn't think he would win and then as i started talking to him more about things i i asked him questions about real estate and he didn't really understand the financial side of real estate you know, talking about return on investment, internal rate of return, stuff like that. Didn't, you know, couldn't engage on that at all, you know. And it was just clear that he, he wasn't somebody who learned about anything. And that's where we kind of had our falling out. But, you know, he said to me one time, you know, I don't know if I'm going to win, but you you should run for president someday. And so he actually was the first person to ever tell me to run for president. And
0: That's funny. Yeah,
3: but he just, I didn't get the sense that he thought he would win. And I've heard from other people close to him that he didn't think he would win either. So
0: that's crazy. I thought he was going to win because. He was a very disruptive person running this free marketing campaign that you couldn't even put a monetary value on where people couldn't stop but watch. And that says a lot about society now where people are into fame. And that's scary because it's becoming a marketing campaign. And you know about branding better than anyone.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. It was interesting with Donald. um, Well, let me put it a different way. One of my friends in Texas explained it to me best when I said, look, I know this guy. He's not smart. You know, I don't. He only cares about himself. You know, he's going to put himself ahead of the country, which effectively is what he's done. Um, I said, why are you voting for him? And he goes to me, Mark, let me tell you something. This guy is mid-50s, you know, Texans, relatively successful. He goes, Mark, let me tell you something. I've been voting for politicians my entire life. And you know where they've got got me and know what they've done for me? Nothing. You know the definition of insanity? I'm not voting for a politician. And that, I think, is what Donald walked through and walked into and I think I don't think he created a movement. I think he found a movement and wrote it. And I guess he deserves credit for that. But um, you know
0: It was timing too. Timing in yeah. business, you know better than yeah, anyone in relationships. Yeah. At that moment in time, it was the anything but campaign. Anything but what we've been doing. Let's do something different and let's fucking shake up the snow globe. And I but I will say it's interesting because you're in branding. I don't think any of his Shark Tank ideas have actually made it. Like if he had pitched you the suits, the vodka, I don't know. Oh, no, he was desperate.
3: I, that was desperation. You don't put your name on all that garbage and knowing you have no control over it unless you're desperate. Look at Trump University. Look at Trump Soho. Look at Trump Panama. These are all things that ended up ripping people off. Trump Foundation. When you're desperate and you ha- you have, know, you're just trying to find anything, you see what happens to celebrities as they start to decline, right? And they stop making money. You know, anybody who offers them any amount of money to put their name on something, they say yes. And that's what th- we're Donald Trump.
0: Exactly. At. That's a great point, because I know how you are with your businesses and you're literally got on the phone eating Alyssa's cookies, which is a <laughs> shark tank business. But I have to be integral, integrally from my core involved. And, and by the way, Donald Trump, his, his way is a lot like some of the housewives in that you could tell him to go fuck himself and then he forgets about it the next day. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting quality that some of the, ha- I'm not like that. You tell me to go fuck myself, we're done forever. <laughs> so at forever, I'm Sicilian in that way. I will be, or like, you know, a, a religious Jew that will rip their vest and like, we're done. But one of the housewives said to me, I- I'm researching white, white space.
3: I don't even know what the hell that is.
0: It's like where, like people will say, I've heard people at HSN say to me there's white space, meaning like it's, it, there's a void there. We're oh, not doing anything not. in that yeah, category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, so people, you don't go hunt for that. You have something inside of you that drives you to it's do something.
3: you good at something. You can't just pick a space and say, oh, look, there's nothing there. I'll go fill it, right? You've, it's got to be something that is part of you, that you love and that you know, you know, and you make it work you've gotta know your shit, right? Because it's not like there's no competitors that can't just go into that space as well.
0: Well, that's why Shark Tank's amazing because it shows people how hard it really is. I mean, the truth of the matter is, it's about the execution of an idea. So that's, that's a thing that people don't think, I have this great idea. I'm like, who cares? What, what are you doing about yeah. it? And w- what do you have to back it up? So I think that's one thing that you and Shark Tank really are relentless about and people
3: need to know And I'm that. sure you hear it all the time. Oh, I have this idea, like you just said. And when I just hear that, I just immediately turn off, right? Or if I get an email and it starts, so I have this idea. I just hit delete because ideas yeah. are easy. Everybody has got business ideas. Everybody. There's no human in this country that hasn't had a business idea that they've gotten excited about. But ninety nine point nine nine percent of those humans didn't do shit about it. And that's the difference. Right.
0: Yeah, it's get off your ass. And what's your driving plan to get to the finish line? And you may get derailed, but you need to have a good plan because the second someone else smells your idea. Boom. They're coming in with it, and everybody's had the same idea. Whatever, the, I always say those Winklevoss twins that whether they created Facebook or not, it was a copy. Mark Zuckerberg executed them. Uh-huh. These guys did, like, let's not, you can't whine about what doesn't happen. Everybody copies everything you do, and everybody copies everything I do. So don't whine, keep yep. going.
3: Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs said everything is a remix.
0: Yes. Yes. As I say in my cocktail segments, yes, Quain. Okay. So I could talk to you for five hours, but I need to let you live your life without me. And um, I do want to tell everybody that you and I did do a rendition of um,
3: Paradise by the the Dashboard Light.
0: We did do that with karaoke, and it's probably like an 11 minute song, cottonmouth, like dying when you get, we committed to that, but we committed. And I like being a duet with you. So maybe we'll be a duet on something in this anytime, lifetime. Anytime, um, Anthony. Okay, so the last thing I'd like to ask you about is whether you have any mottos, something that you live by. I have a few that I try to remind myself of, and I'm just asking all my guests if they have a motto that might be helpful to the listeners.
3: How you do anything is how you do everything sales cures all and the one thing in life that you can control is effort those are my three little mottos that i always try to remind myself
0: wait what is sales cures everything any
3: business there's no business that has ever existed without sales unless you know and if you can get out there and close and make customers happy and generate revenue you're going to succeed if you don't have sales you're not going to succeed
0: fabulous so i love you you are amazing you are funny you are charming you're smart you're humble you're you can be a dick which i like to you're impossible but yet totally possible i love being on shark tank with you i love that you you. like i
3: miss you on there i miss you
0: you know it's a good sparring no i love it you you don't back down
3: and i love people who don't back down but not just not back down but can back up what they're trying to accomplish
0: So good. So I cannot thank you enough. I I really, I just value you and I appreciate you and you're going to be part of making this successful for me. So I'm very grateful. So thank you so much.
3: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on Bethany. And I hope we get to hang out soon.
0: Me too. Big kiss to you and your family. Take care. So that was interesting. I'm really enjoying this so much because I know Mark Cuban, we've spent a lot of time together But I don't know a lot of that about him. So I'm exploring with you. We're doing this together because, you know, you talk to people, you talk about bullshit, the weather, the pandemic, a restaurant, you have a drink, you laugh, like you don't really get that deeply into it because sometimes it's tiring. And when you're social, you're not really kind of getting into how it all works and how someone's mind works. And so I'm loving that I know a lot of these people personally, which is why the show is very personal to me and really important to me but that we're just getting such a unique perspective of from people and that you know Mark Cuban is such a visionary and such an interesting person and we just got him so open and honest and just free so i love that this is fun and interesting but hopefully it's educational and takeaway that is really you can really apply these things to your daily life and thoughts and the way that you navigate yourself in life and in business. So I I thank you all for being here and for listening. I love it so deeply continue to listen and subscribe and leave comments on Instagram, on Twitter. We're here to listen and make sure to tune in next week. Talk soon. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel, B-Rail Productions, and Endeavor Content. Our managing producer is Samantha Allison, and our producer is Caroline Hamilton. Corey Preventure is our consulting producer, with the ever-faithful Sarah Katanak as our assistant producer. Our development executive is Nayantara Roy. Just Be is a production of Endeavor Content and Spoke Media. This episode was mixed by Sam Bear. And to catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at justbewithbeth.
1: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com.
5: Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.